final destination of death When I'm laying the rest, I'm only saving my breath The Northwest fills the lungs, kills the pain in my chest Take six quarters out of the pocket and drop it Hey there, Irvine. Good evening. You are listening to Activism for Amateurs. Yeah, here on KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. And I am your hostess, Lauren. Um, running the show for you over a year now. We first started last fall quarter. Um, so, yeah, it's fall quarter again, almost ending. And, uh, well, just uh, some news. Uh, Activism for Amateurs will probably not continue after this quarter. But whatevs, you know, because I'm going to come back. Yeah, sometime. We'll see. But have to do some other uh, student-involved activities. Um, so that'll be good. But till then, still very excited to bring you other student activists who are involved on campus and um, other community activists in the Irvine community and just creating some space on the public radio waves for some open dialogue that are meant to blow your minds and then make you think about it after. So our guest today is Asad China. China. Just joking. Is Asad Trena, <laughs> and um, he is currently a grad student. <laughs> grad student. I, I didn't know being a grad student was so funny. It's not funny. It's just like, oh, he's a grad student. Someday I will join you on the grad student train. But he is a grad student. Um, we're currently working on a degree or a master's degree with biotech. So uh, yeah, welcome to the show. Well, thanks for having me. I was I was planning on saying thank you and I appreciate uh, the invite and everything. But then when you just announced like that and just dropped the bomb on everybody, told them that you're <laughs> that you're discontinuing the show. I mean, that's I don't know how we're gonna go on with this interview. No. <laughs> it's all right. Si se puede. We can. I know it's very difficult. This is very difficult news. Oh my goodness, a caller. But anyway, um, yeah. So why don't you go ahead and just introduce yourself and what you do here at UCI and uh, what your interests are. Yeah, so my name is Asad Trainer, like you said. Um, I actually did my undergrad here as well. So I just graduated with a degree in public health science um, last June. And I decided that I liked UCI so much that I would come back for a master's degree. So I ju I've just started. This is my first quarter of my uh, a master's degree in biotechnology and have continued to be involved with student activism. All right, cool. And then... So, yeah, so being involved with um, MSU is also... Um, yes, I'm, I'm a member of MSU. Yeah, yeah, sorry. I'm just, I'm just a fan. All, all the listeners out there, if you are a fan of Activism for Amateurs, you know how much I'm a fan of MSU. So, all right, so let's just um, continue. So the topic of today is on Hazem um, Shahabi. Did I pronounce that correctly? Awesome, yay! Points. Okay, Hazem Shahabi. Oh, second time, fail. But anyway, um, so we are talking about... Um, we will be talking about him, but um, firstly, before we get onto that, um, I actually am very interested in learning more about what's going down in Syria, um, as I am not currently very updated <laughs> on the topic. But uh, thank goodness Assad here knows a lot about um, the current um, current issues, current news in Syria. So please share with us some of the things you've recently heard. Definitely. So I think I think even though. Syria particularly might not have gotten all the media attention. Um, I'm sure most everyone, probably almost all of your listeners have probably heard about uh, what has become popularly known as the Arab Spring. Um, and it started 
probably it's been probably about a year now, maybe even more. Uh, started in Tunisia, where popular protests uh, actually got bigger and bigger after that the people were just totally fed up with a corrupt government that continued to serve um, foreign and corporate interests and not the interests of the people. Uh, a dictatorship, an oppressive dictatorship that uh, was in Tunisia and actually similar governments were all around. Um, and, the, and the popular movement actually grew to the point where they were able to oust um, the president, you know, quote-unquote president, dictator, effectively, of Tunisia, um, Bin Ali. And he actually fled the country. And they've actually been going through all sorts of different um, uh, steps now. They have a lot of difficulties, but they actually did have free elections. They've elected uh, a new government, and they've been very successful over there. And that had a domino effect. So after in Tunisia, the people of Egypt said the same thing. They said, enough of Mubarak. Mm -hmm. He's been here for 30 years. Mm -hmm. um, and he's and similarly a dictator, oppressive, uh, imprisoning people, no freedom of uh, expression, no freedom of speech. Um, you know, just terrible poverty, uh, all across the board, uh, terrible government, and the people said they had enough. And a popular movement again, after after three weeks of protests, after brutal crackdowns by the government, Hosni Mubarak, uh, the dictator of Egypt for 30 years, that's three decades, um, was forced to resign from his position by, by the people. Um, and then in Libya, a similar uprising came up, um, uh, again in uh, Yemen, in Bahrain And so all over the Arab world These oppressive dictators uh, Were being um, were, were At least a popular movement came out To say that we do not want these people ruling our country We deserve, we deserve better um, And one of those countries was Syria mm -hmm. uh, Probably came later in the process Egypt and Tunisia were the earlier ones um, And Syria is sort of a unique case. All of these, each of these are unique. But one of the things about Syria, Syria has actually been ruled for 42 years by the same family. So the current dictator of, of Syria, his name is Bashar al-Assad. Uh, and before he, before he came to power, his father was in power. Um, half of al-Assad. So jointly, if you add up both of their times, they've been in power for 42 years. Mm -hmm. and, and this is again a sham, a sham democracy, similar to what we saw in Egypt in some ways, where... Um, where, like, they called Hosni Mubarak the president of Egypt, and he held elections, quote-unquote elections. Uh, but but the elections were predetermined to have him as, as, as the winner, right? Yeah. So simil similarly, in, in Syria, there was a, you know, referendum uh, that resulted in, in Bashar al So I guess the people just loved the terrible, <laughs> brutal, murderous policies of his father. Mm. They decided that they wanted his son to take over. Um, or that's what, that's what the government would have us believe. And so, when it spread there, there was a particular, um, particularly brutal response from the government. Now, in Egypt and Tunisia, although there were brutal acts committed by the police, um, it escalated what, when we saw what happened in Libya, where peaceful protesters in the street would be shot at. Now, in Syria, we see even a higher level of, of just murderous, murderous brutality. Unhuman uh, things. Basically, peaceful protesters in the street, unarmed, simply chanting, would be shot at. Wow. Young children would be killed. You know, there are these, probably one of the m most terrible things I saw of this, um, was, was you, you could see a, a, a group of protesters moving, chanting, uh, you know, chanting basically for the, for the removal of the regime, 
for the for the overthrow of the regime. And there are there are a bunch of security forces who are shooting at them, and one of, one of them particularly gets separated from the group, and he gets shot at in his leg, so he falls straight to the floor. He can't walk anymore, and and the his family is looking at him from across from across the wall, and they want him to come in, but if they walk out to grab him, they're going to get shot too. Right. So they actually just they, they find like a hose in their backyard, and they and they toss him the hose. And this guy just like with with the last breath in, in in his chest, he just grabs the rope and the hose and and they drag him in, um, and and you just see this guy like bleeding all over the place. His leg got shot, and they're continuing to shoot by the way as this is happening, and just being dragged across the floor. Um, so, so as soon as the popular uprising came in Syria, the response of the government was this uh, brutal crackdown. Hmm. So with what's going on, um, the response of the government is very inhumane you said towards the protesters and um what what are some of the issues that have arise because of that how do protesters feel like is this does this keep perpetuating like what's going on with the people who are organizing the the people ha- the people have responded with a sense of courage and with a sense of determination that to me is unfathomable as as an activist in the US I can't imagine how I would react to to peaceful unarmed protesters being dealt with with bullets I used to cringe when I would watch um the terrible terrible police brutality during the civil rights era where people would come at the civil rights protesters with hoses and and dogs and all mm-hmm. kinds of things like that and this is just on a whole other level they're, they're just straight up killing these people mm-hmm. um one of the, the the most recent report actually uh from the United Nations that was released just on Monday said that there were that the Syrian government was responsible for gro- quote gross violations of human rights end quote uh, and and they did this report they interviewed 223 victims and witnesses uh, of these crimes and according to the report they have evidence that quote documents patterns of summary execution arbitrary arrest enforced disappearance torture including sexual violence as well as violations of children rights and and what you see when you start to when you start to see these interviews and look more in depth in the report is that these people have absolutely no boundaries it's not they're not just doing this to grown men they're doing this to women to children rape they're torturing people um little kids as young as 12 years old who go out to protest are being beaten uh or who who are even just sympathetic towards the protesters are being beaten and I think the last figure that uh, towards the beginning of this month so about 30 days ago latest figure from the UN High Commission for Human Rights was that government security forces have killed 3500 civilians 3500 civilians for no crime other than peaceful unarmed protests struggling for a better country for themselves and for their families So like obviously like there are a lot of people who are keeping up with news and um This isn't very much broadcasted on the media as much as it should be. Um now it seems like with all the different protests and um riots quote that are going on, there um things are just reported like a number of how many people were killed. So um just in your opinion, just as uh as a student and as an activist and as somebody who is looking in word at these issues from from here from the US um we're not in Syria like not actually seeing it but um what are are some things that students can do in order to help definitely so i think there are always 
I think so, sometimes, and this is appropriate for this show, because sometimes the, the essential problem for an activist is where do I start? You look around at the world around you, and you, and you just see you just see so much injustice on every level. Mm-hmm. We have you know tuition hikes that we're dealing with as students. We have um, you know like the grievances of the Occupy movement with with the uh, corporate influence on our government all, on, on so many different levels all across the board there are so many injustices and it's difficult to say you know I'm going to choose this one I'm, I'm going to I care about this one and this is the one that I'm going to work for um, and and maybe that's somehow how I felt a lot of times when I heard about what hap- was happening in Tunisia what was happening in Egypt or when I hear about what happens in Afghanistan or in Iraq um, or any of these different countries I, I feel like it's removed from me you know what what really can I do but I think in this particular case, um, for some reason that I'll make clear right now, as students at UCI, we have a particular um, opportunity to make a difference, to, to, to say something about, about what's happening in Syria, and, and specifically about our university. Uh, because the person you mentioned at the beginning of the program, uh, Dr. Hazim Shahabi, he's actually the chair of the UCI Foundation on campus, uh, as well as being not only the chair of the UCI Foundation, he is uh, the Syrian Consul General, meaning he is an official representative of the Assad regime that I talked about. Mm-hmm. The, this ruler who has been part of a 42-year dictatorship, an oppressive, brutal, murderous dictatorship uh, of the Syrian people that now, according to the UN, um, has killed more than 3,500 civilians for peaceful protest. So this, this person is actually a representative of our institution, of the University of California at Irvine. And I think the least that we can do as students, um, you know, we, we, can't, we can't necessarily go and stop these, these soldiers in, in Syria from pulling the trigger and killing another child. But what we can do is stand up in our university and say, this is not acceptable. This representative of this murderous regime that has been condemned by the United Nations that has been condemned by the Obama administration, by the White House, by the U.S., by Britain, by the EU, by the European Union, by the Arab League, by every single person who has eyes to, to see or ears to hear has condemned this government. And we should, as students say, it's absolutely unacceptable for somebody uh, who represents that government, who represents that regime, to be the chair of our UCI Foundation. That's unacceptable. Okay, well... Um, I guess just to bring up uh, maybe a counterpoint, um, why is it that even though he is affi- he was affiliated with the Syrian government before, why should he be basically seen as affiliated now, even if his um, role in UCI is technically separate from that? You know, like if he's is he really a representation? Like, is he really active in the in that type of... Is he trying to hide or cover up any other things that have been happening in the past, you know? He, he is the current Syrian Consul General. So this mm-hmm. isn't a former position that he held. Mm-hmm. He currently represents the Assad regime. He currently represents that murderous Syrian regime that has been condemned by everyone across the board and continues to murder innocent protesters. It's not, it's not that he represented them in the past or that he has some obscure ties to them. It's that he is an official current representative of them now as we speak he represents them. Okay, so then um, with that said, are, is there anything that students can actively get involved with in regards to 
basically this issue that we have about um, Hassan being part of being the UCI um, representative. Absolutely, we continue to organize um, uh, for this cause. There have been numerous actions on campus. There have been. There's actually a, a petition on change.org um, for this for this case and and for this campaign to to get Hassan removed uh, from the UCI Foundation. And there was actually dem numerous demonstrations that were held on campus during meetings. And I think I think really the most the most important thing besides all these things is as a student, you know, maybe maybe protesting is not your cup of tea. Maybe maybe that's not the way that you like uh, to express yourself. What I think all of us have the obligation to do at the very least is to sit down on a computer and to send an email to Chancellor Drake, send an email um, to the UCI Foundation, and say. Why is this person who represents this murderous regime condemned across the board? This is not a controversial issue. This is an absolute fact that this government is killing innocent civilians. There's no two sides to this. Everyone who can see and everyone that can hear knows that this government is, is, is committing gross human rights violations. So we, we should at least have the time to say, why is our university representing this? Why, why is this person representing our university? Mm -hmm. You know, and and that, and I think that if if each of us really took it upon ourselves to sit down at a computer and send an email uh, to Chancellor Drake to say this this is this is unacceptable, you know, wh wh why don't you remove this person who represents this regime from from representing our university? Mm -hmm. So it's it's to at least make the question of why it is that he is part of the university or do we like just asking like yeah it would be good to do that but also do we have any leads as to why exactly? Like, what exactly is he in charge of, you know, on a day-to-day -day basis in affiliation with UCI? So, when you say Syrian Consul General, the foreign governments uh, in a country usually have different levels of... Um, there are embassies, for example, in the capital. Mm -hmm. And there are, um, there are embassies in the capital and there are also consulates, which are sort of... Uh, smaller embassies that more limited they have more limited functions so he's not an ambassador he's not the ambassador of syria to the u.s but he's a con but he's a the consulate general mm -hmm. which means that he is uh official diplomatic representative they handle all kinds of things from like visas uh to different diplomatic relations and and, and issues like that on a day-to-day -day basis okay but they're officially connected to the regime yeah and i just want to say one more thing about specifically our university and and about the administration of our university, which I am shocked that up to this point, they have not taken any more concrete action on this. Because, I mean, I mean, the facts are just staring us in the face. He's a representative of that regime, not, not by some obscure way. He is the consulate general uh, of, Sy of Syria to the U.S. He represents them officially, diplomatically. Um, and, and I, you know, I have to say, I get these emails once in a while from Chancellor Drake and, and they talk about the values of our university. Mm -hmm. And they're these, you know, very, very beautiful um, description of our values and our, and our integrity as an institution, talking mm -hmm. about things like empathy and civility mm -hmm. and stressing how important those things are to us as an institution. How can we say that we, are, that we value empathy? Empathy meaning feeling for the other, feeling for how other people feel. When we have a representative uh, the chair of the UCI Foundation, the chair of the UCI Foundation, who is officially tied to a government that kills innocent civilians for protesting. What kind of empathy do we have for those innocent people who are dying? What kind of empathy do we have for the 12-year-old for the girl who got raped 
by those security forces? What kind of empathy do we have for all the protesters who are outside exercising their basic human right to express themselves and are getting shot and killed for it? What kind of civility do we express when we allow this person to represent our government? People, a person who represents a regime that is going every day into the streets. And, and, you, and the stories are absolutely ridiculous. Just, just terrible things that you hear about the way that these security forces are, are doing their operations. So I just, I just, I just want to say one more time that the, use, the, the, university of the, university, the administration of the University of California, Irvine, has to actually live up to those values that we talk about so often. We have to actually take a stand and say that empathy and civility and integrity demand that this person, this representative of this regime, be, be removed and have absolutely no association with the University of California, Irvine. Okay. Um, and are there any, is there anything that students can get involved with? Is there like an event coming up or um, some kind of meeting or anything that you'd like to put out there? The most, the most important action that I would emphasize again is, is, just, is just to take the time to send an email to, okay. to Chancellor Drake and to the administration. Uh, there are certain actions being planned. There, was, um, there have been numerous you know, media occasions. There have been demonstrations, like I mentioned before. And those, hopefully by then, the, you know, the, the Assad regime is out and he has no government to be a representative of anymore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but we are planning for next quarter as well. Um, so actually, the, the best thing that I could give you is my email for people um, to contact me. So you can contact me at Asad Traina at, I'll give you my UCI email, atraina at uci.edu. So A as in Apple, train as in choo-choo train, and then A as in Apple at the end at uci.edu. All right, cool. All right, thank you so much, Asad, for um, coming on to the show. Um, really just amazing what kind of activists and um, student activists we have here um, at UCI and how they definitely represent the community outside of UCI as well and the things that are going on um, in our community. And just thank you for coming on to the show and just talking about all this and inviting others to um, join you with the cause. Thanks so much for the opportunity. I appreciate it. All right, great. So um, this was activist. This was uh, uh, Lauren um, with Assad here on Activism for Amateurs. Um, so we have a, we usually have podcasts of any of the shows that I put on. Um, you could check them out at activism for amateurs, um, dot KUCI dot org. Again, that's activism for amateurs dot KUCI dot org to listen to a podcast of this show and any of the other previous shows that we've hosted on the air. So, um, signing out. Uh, Everyone have a great rest of the week. Good luck on finals. And this is from KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. Peace, everyone.